one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as the automotive and social media worlds. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, and as always, alongside me is Mr. Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Good evening. It's not, it's very, very early morning. It's, and it's Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday morning, and we are sitting down first thing to record this week's episode. I think this is the first sort of morning recording we might have ever done i think so i don't but know it's if definitely a... the first sunday yeah <laughs> it's definitely i need a, a few more coffees really before yeah. i can start talking to you before i can put up with you tony but anyway we're okay gonna, thank you we're gonna get through um vicky uh, my lovely partner uh, has made us some banana bread which we Beautiful. may be scoffing into yeah uh, during this morning's episode because we haven't really had breakfast so forgive us if you hear us munching away in the background uh, but anyway yes welcome back to another episode of the podcast uh, if you're watching us here on youtube don't forget our current goal of 50 thousand subscribers at which point one of you will be joining us so it's imperative yes that you hit subscribe and turn on notifications so that you can come and sit alongside us join us for an episode or join us by phone if you're in a foreign country and can't make the uh, trip over one way or another you will be on this show so yes please do subscribe turn on notifications give this video a thumbs up and leave a comment below and if you're listening to us thank you for tuning in on whatever audio platform you are listening to us on spotify uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, you don't know, do you? Don't know, but they're out there. <laughs> YouTube? Wait, no, that's... Let's what? listen. No, let's, let's watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just did the YouTube bit. Oh. Okay, so back to life. Oh, <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for tuning in uh, and make sure to keep following. We are doing our weekly episodes and we're, we're remaining on track. This is episode five of the year. So we're consistent. We're consistent at the moment. Uh, <laughs> No, we'll be all right, Paul. We'll keep going. We are going to be all right. Um, now, we have lots of exciting things actually uh, coming up over the next few weeks and months. A few more exciting guests. Obviously, the Geneva Motor Show, which we're going to touch on briefly in today's episode. But we'll be doing a special post the show uh, to reflect on anything new and uh, and impressive or unimpressive. Um, F1 season, fast approaching. Again, we're going to touch on that briefly. Uh, but the first Grand Prix of the year, unbelievably, is about a month away. So before we know it... We're going to be back into F1 times, which we love. We're it, happy it comes back around really quickly, don't it? comes back so, around real quick. Yeah. And also, uh, potentially, we're going to be taking Behind the Glass on the road. So stay tuned for that. We did Where are we do, going? 
Oh, stay tuned. Wait, I don't even know about I this know. yet. But Are we going? It's early. I forgot to tell you. I forgot to brief you. Oh, <laughs> but but a few years ago when we were when we were up and running previously, we did do a few live episodes. We did, yeah. Uh, they did very well. People seemed to enjoy them, and it was great for us to be able to interact with people in a sort of live show capacity. We collected my GT3 RS live. We collected your GT3 RS live Loads and told your come. live story. People you, went nuts for it. It was crazy, weren't it? The most viewed video on this channel, I think. Really, on the behind the glass channel was really your good. GT3 RS collection. Yeah, yeah. So. So when Tony collects his Koenigsegg this year, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but but watch this space. Uh, those of you that do enjoy the show and would be interested in attending a live show where you can interact with us, laugh at us, um, throw things at us, and boo. No. Uh, <laughs> Don't throw things at us. <laughs> Information coming soon on that. But anyway, uh, let's get into today's episode. A uh, quick catch up, quick recap of what we've been up to, because you had a very interesting week, mate. Yeah, I've. Uh, um well, much like last week, I've been selling cars, obviously. But the most important one that's gone is the Purple Manti. Oh, it's has gone. left the building. Now, this is your personal car rather than a sort of business car, right? Correct. And it's gone. Adios Amigo. Gone. That gone. took a while, didn't it? N- not really, mate. Uh, it, it, so I did sell it like three weeks ago. Okay. So there was a, the deposit on it three weeks ago. And I'd already previously sold it as well, but we couldn't get the guy on finance, so... Um, because I, I feel like it's been, like, up for sale for a while. No, no, turn of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. maybe I'm mad then. Maybe I'm thinking of some other cars. No, no, I've been do. I've been speaking about it for a while. Fine, you kind of knew you wanted to get rid of it, for but sure. actually... Yeah. So those cars are still in demand then? Because that was kind of the point I was going to get to. Like, has the moment passed on Performance? Because at one point, they were hot off the press. Yeah, so they, they were really hot when they come out mm-hmm. and hindsight's a wonderful thing, obviously I was offered overs for that car when I bought it. Oh my God. I know. And I said, go away. Yeah. I don't, I, I want to use it. Yeah. yeah. I bought it to fine. use it. Yeah. I bought it to use it. And, uh, obviously I regret it now. Not, not because I didn't like the car. Cause I did like the car and I'm glad I bought it. I'm not glad about the money I lost, but no one thought they were going to lose that money, which is why I kept it. Sure. You know, like, unfortunately we haven't got a, Crystal ball. No, God, that would be fucking amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so, is it because they made too many of them, or like? Y- yeah. So, I think, I think Lamborghini, Lamborghini kept up with the demand from the dealers. Obviously, people were buying them to flip them, mm-hmm. um, as they were a lot of supercars throughout the last few years, and now it's all caught up on us. Sure, you know, all opportunists. That's why there's too many cars on the market now. Because if you keep giving the manufacturers orders. They're a business, mate. They just keep building the cars. Oh yeah, for sure. They, I mean, I mean, why wouldn't they? You know, if there's we demand, the for sure, it's coming. Yeah, but the demand was for Auto Trader. <laughs> sure. No, no, it was. <laughs> it was. It wasn't for car owners, car drivers. Uh-uh. It was for people to make a quick buck. Try, try. And Sorry, then, yeah, good point. And then the excuse my expression, the arsehole fell out. Of <laughs> Pardon at, the French, at, Monsieur <laughs> Le asshole. And uh, that was the end of them. Yeah. So. They've come back now because they're so cheap. Like in well, relatively compared to supercar, mate. I mean, I don't, I don't think that there's a apart from probably the seven twenty S, which mm-hmm. will break. <laughs> there isn't a the Lamborghini is. I mean, I never had a problem with it, yeah, and I've done yeah. nearly eight thousand miles in it. You know, drove it hard for eight thousand miles. Didn't really drive it in this country, but. Drove it in thirty degree heat. Would hard. you? Would you have another one? No, I wouldn't buy another Lamborghini. Never. But, but, buy but that car, you wouldn't have another Performante. 
Oh, I've had it now. I've done it. You've no. done it. Yeah. It, but honestly, anyone that's looking at a used Purple Manti now at 170, 180, it's a great car. It it's really an interesting is. amount of money because, like, as you say, at that point, you're looking at 720 S's. Um, you're looking at... 488. 488 GT3 RS. Yeah, see, you, you kind of have to take the GT3 RS out of it, I think, okay. because it's over list. Sure, but I'm just talking about if you're not thinking about that, if you're literally coming in, I've got 175 grand to buy a car yeah. and I'm sitting on Auto Trader browsing my options. You've got some very interesting and very different kind of cars. You've got Bentley Continental GT, <laughs> McLaren 600LT, McLaren 720S, Ferrari 488. You probably couldn't stretch to a Speciale or a Pista, but you could look at a Challenge Stradale or a Scud. Um, oh. yeah, hello. But you know, that's a, one of those brackets of money where the world is almost your oyster. Okay, fine. You can't get the really special stuff, but you're going to have a headache in terms of picking. Are you saying that the Performante is a steal in that little section? So so for me, yeah. me personally, I would have the GT3 RS. Of course I you think, would. Uh, no, no, no. Because, because, because it's tattooed on your chest. No, no, no. Not because of that. Because um, of my requirements. You know, sure. Track days, sure. drive, everything. But the Performante can do the, that. The, not as good. The best car, yeah. I think, to do everything is the Performante. Okay. To do everything. Sure. So You can uh, turn up to the club. You could, yeah. Yeah. For noise, showy, um, the wet. It's yeah. very good in the wet. Um, everything. I mean, everyday use. Um, it looks good. Probably looks the best out of all of them as well. Um, it's reliable. I mean, all the cars are reliable apart from the McLaren anyway. Sure. They're, they're all, they all, they don't break anymore. So, um, yeah. Can I just say, just to interject on that, I was in a 720S this week. Nothing went wrong with it. Okay. Did, did, it, did you drive or did you just get in it? Uh, I was passengering in it. it Someone else was driving. It but was moving. In it for about 35, 40 minutes. Nothing went wrong. Brilliant. Just, well done, McLaren. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, as I say, interesting price point, but it's not the only sort of interesting car life you've been living this week because you also picked up a car for the business. I've or, been busy this week. Yeah, so new we, stock. Yeah, two bits of new stock actually. Um, so we took the we took a Ferrari four five eight in part exchange for the Purple Manti. Yeah, and a a nine nine three nine eleven. Ooh, last of the air called Carrera or Carrera S or like. Uh, I think it was just a Carrera. Okay, nice. Just a Carrera. Yeah, yeah. So good looking the nine nine three. I think it was convertible as well. Ooh. So, um, but we obviously it was too old for us. So that's gone back out into the trade. That's already gone. Okay. Um, the four five eight has gone as well. Already gone. Gone back out into the trade. Look at you. Yeah. It's been a good week, hasn't it? Mainly, mainly. I mean, the four five eight. I drove it and it still gets a lot of looks, mate. Oh, like, it's still a brilliant car. And but do you know what? Go on. It's a lot of money still. How how so? So can you the, reveal your cards on this one? I, I can reveal the retail. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to completely ruin your day, but no, we won't ruin mine. You ruin every motor dealer's. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the retail value, roughly, of a 2011, relatively early car. Relatively early car. Um, this car had done 11,000 miles. It was Rossa Corsa with Crema. Not, not a huge spec. Had okay. the standard wheels. Had carbon driving zone. Comfort seats or race Comfort seats. Comfort seats. Yeah. 
it, you know, but it, sure. it was uh, what we would call in the trade an old man's car. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Not, no, no, I get it. Yeah, not yeah, something yeah. for us. Yeah. So, but proper Ferrari history. It still had some Ferrari warranty as well. Been extended. It was a nice one. It sure. Was it was unmarked. a good, good, good car. When you got in it, you still smelled the leather. It was lovely. Perfect. So that <laughs> Were you tempted to keep it? <laughs> no way. No, 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 no. So um, that would retail sort of 140, 145, which is a lot of money, Strong. Mate. It's still strong. If you think about, I mean, we talked about a second ago, the sort of 175 price bracket, 140 again. I mean, new cars, you can get some absolute gems in there. Mate, you can get a, you can get a 600 LT for 150 grand. Ooh. But, okay, here's my argument. I think the 45A redefined what a modern-day supercar could be. It did, In terms of usability. Okay, performance, like, sure, it was a big step forward, but it was the first real proper super, super, supercar that you could use every day. Um, And I think that has meant it's aged very well because it's still effectively very usable. Yes, they've had their issues of going up in fires, <laughs> in flames as well. Early, early cars. Early, early cars, early cars. Yeah, yeah. Fixed it, yeah, sorry now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, still to this day, they've got great performance, great looks, great sound, and they're still very, very usable. And as you say, if you get them with a warranty pack or a service pack, you're kind of winning at life. Well, en- engine and gearbox on them, mate. A, a, I mean, bulletproof, I've never, ever heard of a, a problem with a 458 engine or gearbox, ever. I think it's still a very attractive proposition and, and it'll be interesting to see over the next few years what happens with them value-wise because also we have to do the whole, you know, speculation, last naturally aspirated mid-engine V8 Ferrari. Uh, you know, it, it, that's the potential thing. And yeah. if you look at Specialis and how strong that they've remained, it's a car that I think people really just do lust after. And in years to come, maybe people are going to look back and go, that was a, you know, a last great Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should go and buy them now and stick them in well, I've just sold cupboards one. somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not that bothered. Yeah, no, you're really not. Um, anyway, uh, the car that I wanted to mention, though, which I was trying to lead you on to, but you totally missed my hints, uh, the Supra. Yes. Because you gave me a call midweek. You said, oh, I'm off to pick up a Supra. New Supra. New Supra. Yeah. Now, I, 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 we weren't together last year, uh, romantically uh, or physically. <laughs> but we were speaking, and I know that you absolutely despise the idea of the Supra, mm. uh, especially when it's revealed in launch. You said it's absolute crap, and you kind of joined the online hate of, oh, it's just a rebodied BMW. Mm. Now you've I driven one. It, I think. You started you wish you started oh, yeah. it. I think no, Chris, yes, Chris Harris I started did. it. Chris no, he Yes, he did. He doesn't know as much about cars as me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a journalist. Of course. <laughs> um, so now that you spent some time in one, in terms of picking it up and taking it back to the unit, uh, what are your thoughts? So uh, I I did slag it off. You did? A lot. Yeah, sorry. To for, the same, for the same reason that everyone else did. Sure. Uh, but I never, while slagging it off... I never disputed it wouldn't be a good car. Okay. I ne- I said it will be a good car, and I was really not going in on the car, I was going in on Toyota, because it was laziness from them. And Toyota, historically, have been very good at making, like Nissan with the GTR, been very good at making them sort of cars. And they were lazy in their design, and not the, not the design, in the engineering, just thought, oh no, we'll just buy everything from BMW, and we'll, 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 we'll paint a car which is what they've done, basically. But it is a very good car. Mm. It, it It is a BMW. You sit in it, and it is literally a BMW with a Toyota sticker on the steering wheel. It's even a BMW steering wheel. Sure. BMW keys. Everything's Everything. BM, everything is BMW. But it's got a lot more character than the BMW. Okay. It's, it's got a bit about it. A bit of personality. Mm. Which I think is important. 
important and that's an, that's enough. Yeah. I think, you know, you, they took that route and as you say, could be accused of being lazy or, or whatever, but... Well, it I, was. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, I agree. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> but what I was saying is that when you see them on the road, I go, oh, look, Supra. Yeah. And I don't go, oh, look, Z4. No, no, you, no, no, because no, you'd be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but as in when I see a Z4, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. get excited about that car. No, no, But if no, I no. see a Supra, I go, oh, cool, Supra. Supra, yeah, yeah. And so just, I've never sat in one, I've never driven one. I've been around a few, but I I, I, I hold judgment inside on either of that. Actually, can I come and do yours? Can I film yours? You can after Archie, yeah. Oh. He's called it. <laughs> He's, course, going, yeah. He's Dude, probably going to say he's going to buy one. Views, views, views. <laughs> I mean, he gets about 4,000 views. Okay, I'll let him do that and I'll watch his video instead. (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll just come and hang out in it. Uh, But yes, it's it's cool. There's something about it which is kind of cool-ish. I don't know why and I don't know how. Um, It's done very well on YouTube in America. Mm. Very, very well. Shmi bought one, but I feel like he's not like filmed it. No. Maybe maybe he's already sold it. Yeah, maybe. Because literally, like, I feel like he picked it up and it's just like... That's it. I yeah. think he'd done a few miles initially, did he not? And then he's and then it's all sort of gone a bit quiet. He Have missed you spoke the, to him about it. No, I sh- I'll message him. He, mm. he, he maybe he felt like he missed the bubble a bit because I say America went so wild for it. I think every single YouTuber in America bought a Supra and yeah. modified it. Yeah, and it was so done that by the time he came cl- to collect his, maybe the audience interest wasn't there. I don't know. But he's got they're too not many a lot cars. of money. They're not a lot of money. No, 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 not a lot of money. Not a lot of money. And you can have fun with them. I think, mm. but. Uh, uh, yeah, you never know what Shmi's up to. Uh, um, but yeah, well, look, you've had a busy old week. Yeah. Um, I, on the flip side, have also had a busy-ish week, but not that interesting a week. For those of you watching the main channel, Seen Through Glass, you've probably picked up on the fact, but there's a lot going on in my life away from YouTube at the moment. Um, uh, a lot of business, a lot of personal stuff happening, uh, which is keeping me very, very busy and very, very stressful. It's all stuff planning towards the future. Obviously now Drive the World being over, I've got to figure out what I'm doing next, <laughs> what the next big life plan is. And as I mentioned in one of my first videos from the year, the theme for this year is go big or go home. And I now have to put my actions behind those words <laughs> and plan some big, big things. Otherwise I need to go home. Yeah, the, yeah. Pro- the problem is, is that how do you follow up from Drive the World? Well, that's what I'm working out right now. That, that, and there's... Yeah. Exciting things. The end of February, mate. I mean... No, no, hey, but you don't want to rush these things. This is what I've established. If you rush anything on YouTube, it's a disaster. Drive the World took 18 months to plan. I'm still doing cool stuff, making cool content that I'm excited about. Got a video going out. Well, it would have gone out yesterday on the main (laughs) channel. (laughs) Um, uh, Of a super, super rare one-off Bentley. I know you've watched that video, Tony, because you love Bentley. Yeah, I watch all of YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, all all of the YouTube. All of every single video, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but, but the bigger, bigger stuff you can always plan cool videos each week. I've got, oh my God, the thing I'm filming this week is like dream content. But the bigger, bigger stuff takes a while to plan mm. uh, and a lot of meetings and a lot of travel. So uh, it's been one of those weeks where I seem to have just been absolutely nonstop meetings, traveling, admin, logistics, moving cars, setting things up, um, which is exhausting. It's kind of boring. That, and you won't see the benefit of that right this second. No. But you, you will going forward, mate. Oh, that's mate it's all happens. about stuff for like April and May. And yeah, it's like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm so excited. And then I realise that that's still months away. Yeah, yeah. But Come I around. did nearly, I'm 95% confirmed on something outrageously exciting for the 360. Like big moves. Big moves. Really? Oh, yeah. I was going to leave it like that. can't say nothing? Nope. That's, I mean, my, I, that's my teaser. Do I know? You could get involved, actually. Anyway, no, I'll, thank you. I'll brief you about it in the break. Absolutely yes, not. Really? I mean, I am not getting involved. <laughs> hey, you don't, don't know what I'm going to get in it. What? You don't know what I'm going to tell you? 
I'm not interested. What if I told you that I'm taking it to Sebastian Vettel's house and spending three days with him driving around his personal test track? And I he can't said, come you can, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what's going to happen, though, is it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are going to take a short break uh, just so we can have some more coffee and some banana bread. Uh, give you guys two seconds. Uh, and we'll be right back continuing today's podcast uh, with talks about the new Maserati, F1 testing, and answering some of your questions. See you in a second. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I know some of you get frustrated by the breaks that we take, and I apologize. It's a, it's a camera thing at the moment. We're having technical things where they only seem to record. My camera seems to record in 20-minute blocks. So if any of you are a camera nerds and know how to figure that out, we're using Panasonic's, please let me know so we can record continuously. But that's why we take breaks. Um, no, we like... I, I, I actually you like, like a, a break. break. You like a break just for two seconds to... Just to re... Refresh. Refresh. Mm. It's tough to talk straight for 45 minutes, isn't no, it? No, no, it's easy for me, but I mean, <laughs> I you can't keep good. up. So. No, I can't keep up. Good no. point. Uh, right, well, let's dive into a topic which uh, is going to be interesting. <laughs> because this week we received the news, or the world received the news, that Maserati are back. Here we go. With, with a new, go. supposedly, mid-engine supercar codenamed the MC20. Now, <laughs> before Tony goes on a rant that will make me very upset, uh, just to brief you, because there's kind of a lot of mixed reports going on uh, with this car. Uh, an artist-impressioned render came out midweek of a beautiful yellow 4C slash Pininfarina sort of styled beauty. It did look very good, actually. That I think the world went mad for. They were like, oh, this is the new Maserati Super Sportiva. And everyone went absolutely insane. It looked like TDF in the back. Yeah, it had a lot of different Ferrari Alpha elements, but it it looked beautiful. I think people thought those were official press images, but it wasn't. It was artist impressions. And it came from the news that Maserati said, yes, we are going to be back uh, releasing a car in May. Uh, which is going to be called the MC20. Now, the sort of conflicting bits that I've read is we've got, this is the follow-up to the MC12, which obviously was the rebodied Enzo. 
So at that point, because it's MC20, yeah, yeah, you're like, oh wow. So we're talking like two million pound car. It's like, like nearly a lot hypercar. Like, yeah, hypercar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like no, because it's going to be sort of based off the platform of a sort of four C ish, or at least using the carbon tub but extended and. But then someone else said, no, that was just the test bed because they're using this new V6 powertrain. And to do that- From the Alpha. From the Alpha. um, And so they were just using the 4C carbon, like a modified version of the 4C just to test the powertrain because it's all supposed to be turning that. Do you remember the Alfieri? The the concept, the Maserati Alfieri or something like that? No, no. It was like 2016. It was a front engine GT. It looked like the the replacement for the Gran Turismo. Very, Very beautiful. And they said, yes, that will go into production. But that was a front engine car. Okay. So there's a lot of like, huh, what? But they did reveal some images of this kind of hybrid mule test vehicle, which was mid-engine. So that's why everyone went, ah, oh, okay. They've obviously scrapped Alfieri. It's going to be a mid-engine supercar. Okay. A lot of question marks. Huge. I am extremely excited. Okay. You're extremely excited for a Coupe Julia. Yes. With a tub. Oh my God, if they made that, I would be ecstatic. Coming come to a showroom close to you for $4.99 a month. <laughs> well, hey, I'm ju- if that is the truth, I am all over that. Because you know, Alfa Romeo, uh, sorry, Maserati, Maserati are basically a lease company now. That's the only way they of sell course, cars. Because they had an absolute disaster with all those models. I can't even remember yeah, what yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about. They're, and you know, all the Ferrari dealers are ditching the Maserati dealers because Ferrari and Maserati are not Tony, connected. Anymore. you're talking about the past, mate. I'm talking about now. No. Maserati are back. Okay. The MC20 is their reinvention. This Where is their moment. Where have they been for 12 years asleep? Where have they been for 20 years, mate? <laughs> that, that car, that MC thing, that, that what's it called? The Gran Turismo. MC Victory. No, 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 MC no. MC Stradale. The, the, yeah. And I mean, it's all the same car. The, oh, yeah. Oh, no, for sure. That's the and thing. Then Gran the, Turismo has been out for eight years. Eight? Yeah. More like 18. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're right. What am I yeah, about? yeah, yeah. It's 12, probably. Easily 12 years. Okay, let's Google it. I'll tell you when it was. It was 2006 or seven. Maserati. Flipping, it was nearly 15 years. But they've they've obviously been having an absolute nightmare. Of course. Um, What, for 15 years? Yeah, obviously. But this is their their return. When you Google it, the first thing says, a timeless Italian GT. Of course, Maserati are going to say yeah. that. Um, so uh, it was first launched in 2007. Well done. Thank you. God, 13 years. Yeah. Did their watch stop? I think so. But as I say, who cares? Because a, a great brand, they've obviously been through a tumultuous, I would say, 25 years or maybe even longer. Really, Maserati's heyday was the 60s. I think, or fifties yeah, and sixties. We don't like, know of no, like way over our heads. But but I like the idea of Maserati. I do think the Gran Turismo has been a great car. Okay, fine, it's stuck around way too long, but it has been a great car. Sounds amazing, blah blah. And maybe it like in two thousand nine, two thousand and ten, it was like peak good, and then it just just stuck stuck around yeah, way too yeah, long. Yeah. Um, but if they're going to come back with some kind of cool supercar, of whatever variant, I I'm super excited for that because I want it to be good. I want it to go well. You know the Alpha Julia Coupe, there's a chance that's coming. It's not. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> Thank you. We're pissing so they, on my parade. They confirmed that's not coming. That's not coming. But, but they are saying that there will be a new 8C, and it's going to be based on this platform, what it is. this new Maserati. It's the same car. Same car. 
So this is the thing. So, so there's going to be a sort of sister cut. Like it's all going to roll out. There's a Supra and a Z4. Yeah, all Italian over again. Yeah. <laughs> so the 8C and the MC20 will basically be the same car, slightly yeah. rebranded at slightly different price points. But if you look at Alpha, right, when they did the 8C, they were going through a bit of a crappy time. And out of nowhere came this beautiful, incredible supercar, which still today, no matter the fact that it's actually not that good, it's going for like 250, 300 grand for an 8C yeah. because it was such a special thing that came out of nowhere. And that's that's my hope for Maserati is that I agree. We're all sitting around being like, please let this be good. But if it is, then great. It doesn't need to reinvent the brand. It could just be this holy grail of a supercar that comes out of nowhere and they just continue to be crap and make Levantes that... So is it definitely a V6 engine? Definitely a V6 engine. Okay. Which That's is a sure. shame because the, the V8 engine in the Maserati was a was a big plus for it, firstly. Although that V6 Julia engine is a cracking engine, by the way. I was going to say, the world's a different place. Yeah. And if you if you base purely on the Julia Quadrifoglio, I think that car still gets overlooked so often. Okay, fine. It doesn't work that well in terms of it's a good breaks, car though, mate. It is a good Oh car. my god. Like so I had that on the Mila Mila a couple of years ago you? and we chased an eight twelve super fast on a, a tiny little Italian road. Jonathan Benson, obviously our, our mate, tire reviews, if you yeah, want to yeah. go back and listen to that episode, episode three. Yep. Um he was behind the wheel and oh it was a, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was so so good and he loved it. Properly balanced. Um, properly balanced, yep. fantastic driving position. Uh, weight distribution, everything. It's a, it's a it's a little supercar, a little saloon supercar. Yeah, the um, brakes are really grabby on it though. Like that's the only that's the only thing about that car. That oh, and the fact that it unfortunately breaks. <laughs> yeah, I've had three break on me. Well, the the ones that we've ever had, as in in stock. Yeah, they've always been as good as gold, mate. Never oh, caused any. Honestly, yeah, they've always okay. been. And I had one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For a while, and it was as good as gold. Never had any problems. So you put an exhaust on one. Oh my god! Yeah, sound unbelievable. Yeah, a little bit tame from factory, but yeah. you put an exhaust on there or open up the valves. Well, in the newer cars, they they changed it, didn't they? From because you'd only open the valves in race, yeah, and that backed the traction control off, and people would end up in walls. <laughs> but True. they changed it in the later cars that it would come in in sport. Mm, you're so right. The valves would open a bit earlier. more shouty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know, I know, you know, the idea of a Maserati supercar is so not up your street. And I, I knew your predisposition. Because what does it compete with, mate? I mean, it's just another... It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well... It's a Maserati. Okay. Sales will say it will matter. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be, there'll be as many as them as there are McLaren GTs. Okay. <laughs> We see them everywhere at McLaren dealership. Yeah. We've got to stop McLaren bashing. We did it for two years straight. We've got no. to move on. Yeah. Um, but okay. Now my question to you is, as an enthusiast, I'm sitting here going, a monkey. If, if that car, if that car is 175 grand, I'll accept it. I, I genuinely, if it's a mid engine supercar, 175 grand, way too much, but I'll accept it. You're going to buy one? Well, I would try. I wouldn't be able to afford it that much. Like, I want it to be 135, but it's not. <laughs> but, oh, hang on a moment, it will be. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> Two months later. Yeah. Given the world and given what you do, let's be realistic right now okay. and predict. Now, this is Maserati saying it's going to be the, this is some kind of follow-on from the MC12. It's going to be, I don't think it's going to be limited, but it's a lot of, you know, thought and pros about, let's predict the price. So I'm going 175 stock. Plus options. 
plus options. Yeah, so 175 plus options. Basically, uh, Portofino kind of money. That's my that's my guess. How much is the Roma? 180 something. A bit plus more. options. Plus options. Okay, it won't be 175 then. It'll be 150 plus options. Can't now, be as much as the Roma. If somebody says the right side of 200, does that mean 200 plus? Or that means like lower than 200? It, but it all depends on what context. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's loads of things. There's VAT involved. There's... No, but so, I read an article. I think it was an article. It said, uh, rumours suggest that it's going to be the right side of 200K. Yeah, well, the right side of 200K could be 100K. Yeah, I mean, but, so, but that means less than two. Because I'm like, if you look at a scale, the right sounds like it goes up. Okay, so I'm only I'm only going on what cars are out there and where I think Maserati have to position themselves in the market. Yeah, I'm listening. I don't. The, I know. I know you're listening. Oh, you're listening. Yeah. All right. I don't <laughs> think that they can price it the same money as a Roman because as a brand, I mean, they could do what they like Maserati, but they don't want to sell any of me because. The Roma is a Ferrari. But you're thinking it's competing with a Roma. I think it's competing with an F8. Not competing, but I think it's a subsidiary to the F8. Really? Yeah. It's going to be theoretically a mid-engine supercar. So it's got to be a little bit less than an F8, but it's, I don't think they're considering the Roma as competition. All right. I don't think. So is it? Is it? So it's competing with a mm, 600LT then? Yes. Yeah, but maybe not that racy. But yeah, something like that. I'm just trying to work out what the most expensive Gran Turismo you can go and buy today is. Um, not that that really counts for much, because obviously, as we know, that car's been out for 75 well, list, years. Well, list, there'll be 100 grand. 100. So, you know, tick a lot of options. MC something, it's going to be 100 grand. Well, that's before. Yeah. I mean, they won't be, I mean, they're like 65, 70, no. Of course. <laughs> of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, I, I, yeah. Okay, so you think... It's going to be 150 plus. I'm going to say 175. Let's see what happens. Come May. 150 plus. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be spec'd. I think it'll be like, yeah, 170, 175. You think it'll be 200? I think it'll be closer to 200. I think, yeah, 180 plus. You've heard it here first. We've heard it here first. Well, it's a car that we may get some more information of, Geneva. We want to drive it. Oh, oh, mate. I'm all over that. The question which I'll be suffering is Alpha versus Maserati. If they are built on the same, blah, 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 blah. I would always lean towards Alpha more, but let's wait and see what happens in that in that whole space and sector. But yeah, uh, fingers crossed we learned some more info about it at Geneva, uh, a show which we're both headed to. We are, yeah, I wasn't going, but Not I was am I. going now. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going because uh, this year I've been actually working with the Motor Show. They've done a very cool thing. Uh, they've launched a new app and basically if you sign up and enter a raffle, you can, you can win like a driving experience, which I think is actually pretty good because my biggest downside to any motor show is the fact that it's usually static. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you walk around, you're like, okay, cool. I've seen everything. I, I could have sat at home and looked on the internet. Absolutely. But now there's a chance that you can go, uh, it's called a discovery drive and it's basically more aimed towards new sort of electric or sustainable vehicles. But Taycan, for example, is one of those cars mm-hmm. and you can go and you can, you can give it a go. So uh, that's kind of cool thing. So I'm helping them to promote that segment, which means I'll be going to the show uh, and, and checking that out, but also checking out everything else that's going on. Uh, have you heard any rumours, any little snifflings as to little surprises that be coming, could be coming our way? Not really, because uh, I wasn't going until last week. So I, w- I literally wasn't going to go because you're right, it is the same old thing. It's the same manufacturers or not. Yeah, well, this year a few of them going. dropped out. Yeah. It's a lot of money, mate. Oh, my no. God, too much money. Yeah, and yeah, you look yeah. at Festival of Speeds, far more effective. And, well, it was half the price. I think now it's probably the same price. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, my God. Um. Well, I've got one little... Well, I've got two rumours. 
which are so unimportant to us, but I'll put them out there. Mm. Four-seater Koenigsegg. A what? Four-seater Koenigsegg. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> what is the point? Agreed. Entirely new Pagani. Not a modified Huayra, not a modified Zonda 785-30. An entirely new model. All right, well... Two cars that mean absolutely nothing to and us. And that, that Pagani is coming in 10 years because that's what they've done with the Zonda. There's a new Huara coming and then there's another limited Zonda and another limited Zonda. No, 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 no. It, an drag entirely it out, new model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Huara was an entirely new model to the Zonda. Yeah. They, they announced it about five or six years before, before it they actually, actually built, came yeah. out. <laughs> okay, fair. Sorry, I got what you're saying now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, truth. Uh, so it's not coming at all. But honestly, when I heard those rumours, I was like, oh, cool. Great. Is that it? I mean, that, those are the two rumours that I got told. I was there's like, no like, new, uh, there's no new Ferrari. I don't even think Lambo are going this year. Well, no, I mean, Lambo aren't going. That's official. Yeah. Um, Ferrari, yeah, it's going to be all the stuff that we haven't seen elsewhere. Roma, you know, SF90 being unveiled one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McLaren. The 812 GTS will probably be there. 812 GTS will definitely be there. Yeah. So all the cars that have been released last year and they're kind of flutter. We still owe our audience that Ferrari special, by the way. We do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's that's still to come. Um, but I don't think there's really much else. Golf, I would love it if the Golf GTI or Golf R got. There's a, Mark, there's a Mark 8 coming. Well, the Mark 8's out, right? Mm. But the but the Golf R's been seen testing. Do we think 992, yeah, 992 Turbo, surely, but not GT3? No, Turbo. So, like, you know, there'll be bits, but, like, nothing that gets me that excited. I, I want mean, one of them. You want a 992 Turbo? Mm. Really? Mm. Good car. Mate, and you slag me off for Maseratis. Yeah, but I like, like... Mate, we're different age as well. We're 10 years between oh, us. Clearly. <laughs> Mr. Turbo. Although he doesn't look like there's 10 years. <laughs> there is, guys. It looks like there's 20 because look at this baby face. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. The money maker. No. <laughs> As I said uh, at the beginning of the show, we will be doing a Geneva special. So don't worry about that. We'll be reviewing and reflecting on anything, which hopefully will include some surprises. You never know. I doubt we're going to be talking too much about the four-seater Koenigsegg and the new Pagani because just two cars that I think really neither of us Should we do about. the show there? Do the podcast I, there? I, I, yeah, Are I you going to bring all your stuff with you? No. No, I'm just going to be realistic on that. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Um, well, look, a very exciting development happened this week in the world of Formula One in the fact that testing began. Oh my God, we're underway. I mean, literally, the best part about it was Sky Sports were broadcasting testing for, I think they missed out last year. Or maybe I missed out because I was on the road. But uh, you could literally sit and watch eight hours worth of testing, which to any normal human being, even an F1 fan, is boring. But I'm there like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, take the stage. Yeah, off watch, you go. watch every single lap. <laughs> um, now look, can you comment below? Can you send me a tweet? Would you like a proper F1 preview episode? Because I've been toying with midweek behind the glass episodes, shorter, more compact kind of episodes where it's just you and me, as in no, not Tony, you and me, the audience. Uh, and I just quickly recap on some experiences and some things that are going on uh, in a shorter, more compact format. And I think it's kind of would be a good way to test it by doing an F1 preview. So could you let me know if you want me to chat all things F1, nerd out, comment below, send me a tweet. Uh, but let's quickly touch on the fact. Uh, any cars or liveries that you've been been liking caught your eye? Uh what was the what was the last one? I haven't followed too much of it. What was the last one to get unveiled? The white and black car. 
Alpha Tauri. And that was really nice. Yeah, it's dark blue, but oh, it looks black. Okay. So that's the new Toro Rosso. Okay, that was really branded. Nice. Yeah. That looks smart. Um, the racing point, uh, obviously X-Force India, about to become Aston Martin. Mm. Uh, they have effectively built Mercedes car from last year. <laughs> so the 2019 Mercedes, actually kind of genius. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot more pink. So they're obviously the Pink Panthers. Um, but it's kind of an amazing tactic, which... I'm surprised no one's ever done before. Back in the old Super Aguri Honda days, we used to see it. The sort of the following year, Super Aguri used to get the old Honda and it would be really competitive. Mm-hmm. But Racing Point actually looking quite fast now because they literally just made the last, car from last year. Yeah, which yeah. obviously was a few seconds quicker than the midfield. So yeah. naturally they're fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out for the season. Uh, Renault unveiled a very competitive looking car and the fact that they've changed a lot. Will they be quick this year, Renault? Oh, please, for Daniel Ricciardo's yeah. sake. Um, hard to know at this point because it is so radically different. They've revealed a sort of testing livery, which is always frustrating for me because I'm like, we just want to see the real livery and maybe the testing livery is going to be better than the real livery. So snore. But, you know, good that they've changed up so much because they had to. Mm-hmm. Unlike Williams, who you could argue have got a great new livery, but haven't changed that much and they really needed to. You're going to be at the back again. I think they were focusing on reliability and sorting out some of the fundamental issues without doing anything too exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mercedes look fast as well again. Unfortunately, this is the big topic. And as I say, I do kind of want to get into it more detail, but Mercedes not just look fast, mate. Dominant. As in the the theory for this year, my standout of why we should watch 2020, because everyone's like, oh, screw it. 2021 is when it's going to get exciting. New rule changes. Everything will change up. I was like, no, this should be the year where the field are the closest of the hybrid era. Mm. Everyone's had time to catch up with Mercedes and they're not going to do a lot of development. So theoretically, the field will be a lot closer. Mercedes turned up to testing with a brand new revolutionary system called DAS, D-A-S, uh, which is all basically uh, an adaptive steering rack. It's it's all to do with the toe of the actual front wheels. Yeah, that, that can be a, a, a adapted on the steering wheel. Is that not cheating? No, no. It's That's fine. genius. It's a okay. loophole because it's not to do with the actual... A suspension it's to do with the steering right um anyway it's 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 genius as always it's been banned for 2021 but they're allowing it in 2020 and it's just another leap forward by mercedes and they are just looking so so quick out of the box ferrari having an absolute nightmare to say, yeah, they are, telling yeah. everyone that they're really slow and uncompetitive red bull are just quietly getting on with things as they always do but it just looks like mercedes are just going to run away with it which I think we're all tired of seeing, if I'm honest. Um, it's been a 10-year dominance. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. a fan of, of Lewis so much, but I would have loved this year to be more competitive. But anyway, look, we're going to... If you don't want me to do an F1 preview, Tony and I will talk about F1 again once pr- testing is completely over because we've got another well, week to go. you'll talk about it and I'll listen. Yeah, good point. Uh, <laughs> or maybe, maybe we'll get someone in. Maybe we'll get, yeah, uh, let's we'll get, get someone, someone in. F1-y in that we can, uh, we, can, yeah. we can have some chat with. Not Paul Wallace. No, definitely not Paul Wallace. <laughs> oh. No, I, I joke. Actually, Paul... Paul is the person I speak to F1 about the most. Yeah. But he riles me up. Yeah. Because he loves to say stupid stuff. Like, oh, yeah, let, let's hope they crash. Or, yeah, yeah no, he's, he's crap, isn't he? He's crap. What a crap move. Um, so, <laughs> so we could get him in, but he would frustrate me greatly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, moving on. Uh, before we end today's uh, episode, we, we asked a few of you for questions. 
questions that we could answer yeah. um, in today's episode and a way to Did try and get any? you guys more involved. We've got a ton actually, um, but I've picked out a few uh, to, to try and answer. We're gonna we're not gonna dwell on these topics for too long. Good, um, but we're gonna we're gonna rattle through some questions and, and see if we can help you guys. Uh, it's something we want to do more of, right? Yeah, it'd be nice. Get some more questions. Get some more topics. But, uh, interaction. Interaction. Yeah. Integration. Well, yeah, same, integration same thing. Well yeah. Done. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I so let's you. start off with Ed <laughs> Taint Tainch Taint. Oh, I hate pronouncing. You hate reading the names out, don't you? It's a killer. Ed underscore Tynge. But you have to read them out. I have to read them out. A 25K car that does everything is big enough for a dog and a child. I've got one in my mind, but you go. I've got two in my mind. Oh, bloody hell. Show off. Are we talking, talking, so everything would have to include performance, right? Yeah, I think so. If he's a car guy, he's not coming to us to ask for a... So I'm going to go an estate car mm-hmm. and a hatchback car. A hatchback? Big mm. enough for a dog well, and a child. Well, how big's the dog? I mean, as he, as he said <laughs> that... Great Dane. He hasn't yeah. actually clarified it's that. It's a great Dane. But go on, go on, give me so, a two. So the, hatch, the, the estate car, yeah. uh, RS4. Which one? The, the V8 one. Ah. The 25 grand. See, I was going to say RS4 Gen 1, though. Manual. Boxy, I love that car, mate. Yeah, but the 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 is it the B seven? I don't know all those Bs. Yeah, it's a B seven or a B eight, I think. Like two thousand and fourteen car. Oh no! Yes. Uh, I mean, yes, sure. But <laughs> I think the nineties one would be my pick. No, it's a bit more lowbrow, cool. But anyway, crack on. Mate. Yeah, so that. Yeah. Or uh, Golf R, a modern Ugh. new Golf R for that. Depending the, on how big your dog is. Of the- <laughs> The depressing thing is you're so right. Of but course. that's so boring. I'm going to just get out there and say... 4C, a, probably. <laughs> a Bath 6... No, no sorry. <laughs> I'm going to come out there and say instead, why not shake it up and go for... Well, you've stolen my thunder with the RS4 thing, but... Um, Done him. I'll just leave it with what Tony said. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, PTS touring. Oh, what a lad. I love a bit of Porsche life. Uh, new Defender, any good? Uh, I'm, oh, well, I haven't experienced it yet. I, I saw it very briefly at the GQ Car Awards parked outside. I'm just going to come out and say it. I really don't like the way it looks. I actually dislike the way it looks. Uh, big fan of the old Defender, as lots of you know. I've made lots of content on them on my main channel. But yeah, just really not a fan of the design of the new one. People are saying good things. I know some of the press drives happened recently out in Africa. Well, I can't remember where the press drives have just happened, but we're going to be hearing reviews soon enough. I'm sure it will be brilliant because the Range Rover has been brilliant for decades and they're not going to have messed that up, but it's expensive, I think. I don't like the price. It's don't like the price. Too much. It's double the money of the old one, mate. Far too much money. And if you take the G-Wagon, the newest shaped G-Wagon is selling like wildfire, if that's a thing that sells. You see them everywhere now. And it's because it's the same format, just appropriately updated. You know what I mean? They haven't redefined the car. They've just made it a car rather than a box on wheels. The Defender, that's what they should have done. Kept to what it was, just improved it and updated it in every way. Instead, they've released a completely different car, which is basically a rebodied Evoque with theoretically more off-roading capabilities. I'm not a fan. No. I mean, I I just think it's too expensive. It's double yeah. the money of the old car, and you know, I think if you've got an old one, I think you're fine. I think the farmers will still just drive. Because don't forget, that's the market for them. Yeah, farmers, farmers not they yummy do mummies. Not spend money, mate. Not farmers. yummy mummies. You would no. still go and buy an old Defender, or you just go and buy a Range Rover. 
if if it's not, if it's if it's aimed at mummies. Sorry, yes, you yummy just mummies. Of course, yummy mummies go and buy an evoke. Yeah, whilst farmers would you know go and buy oh, a Toyota Hilux. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So silly there. Um, T M Chan two three six. In your experience, which manufacturer has the best customer care service? I thought that was quite an interesting question because mm. we've both owned cars. You've dealt with a lot more manufacturers in terms of customer care and mm. service than I have. I will come out and say that I have had a positive experience with Porsche Guildford. Mm -hmm. They have been very good to me and looked after me. Um, And I've also had a fantastic experience with AV Engineering, who are an independent Ferrari specialist. Haven't had such a great experience with main dealers, but I haven't actually bought a car through a main dealer. So in in general, normally experience and after sales, independents are normally the best, mate. Mm. Because... You normally deal with the same person from start to finish. And if you've got a problem, you speak to that person again. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a main dealer, you're on a conveyor belt. You, once the salesman's took your money and handed the car over, you never speak to him again. No, you're, you a, you're a number. You're just a number. You just yeah. get passed from pillar to post. However, the best experience I've had with manufacturers is Porsche and Ferrari. Yeah. Mercedes is oh, terrible. That's a joint attack. We're not, we're, I'm not really going to go into it no, too much. No, but I you had, had a disaster. Disaster. We should Mercedes. at some point. I think maybe when you've cooled down or when the dust has settled a bit further down the line, we should talk on that because yeah, we it can. deserves a sort of uh, an airing. But but we'll come back to that another yeah, point. Yeah, Remind yeah. us, guys, if you ever if we're ever running out of things to talk about, um, that we do have a stories about Mercedes that... You know, we can we can in touch. brackets AMG GTR. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Porsche and Ferrari. Right. But how are Lambo when you dealt with Lambo? Uh, never had any never had any no. problems with them. They were always, but mate, apart from servicing that car, didn't really have anything. Didn't to, to deal with them that much. No. Fair enough. No. I would say that every manufacturer is fantastic when you're buying a car. Yeah. Especially it's, a high-end car because yeah. you're trying to take 200 grand off That's it. exactly it. It's then the afterwards. I'm trying to think if I've ever had any real disasters. Jaguar is good. Alpha. And the funny thing about the 4C is when I was turning up, obviously, to the Alpha slash Fiat service center, there was just like, you know, 500s and Mitos everywhere. And then I was the douchebag in the 4C. Hello, could you service my yeah. supercar? Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what as well? You know what, the, the, what are bad... In my experience, and maybe it's because I'm used to a level of service because the personal cars that I've had in the past, when you deal with Ford and Vauxhall and all that, mm. they and, and it's not fair because it doesn't matter if you're taking five or ten grand off someone or 200 grand, you, they should all be treated the same because yeah. it's still someone's treasure. Yeah. They literally talk to you like a bit of poo, yeah. like Ford and, you know, all the mainstream brand. And it's awful. Yeah. It's really bad. It's, you know, it, and but you see that around the world. I mean, for t- sure. Tesco's, yeah, yeah. Starbucks, you know. Yeah. They're just doing a job. Yeah. They don't care. They don't They're care. They're just doing a job. Yeah. Whilst if you get into the more prestige marks or the sports cars or whatever, people are theoretically sometimes a bit more into the product. But it's not selling. on. No, no, no it's you, not you, on. You, it's, it's totally not on. You know, it should just be treated the same across the board. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, Porsche and their good customer care and service, uh, Pipel Guetta 1009. I hope I've got that, Pipel. Correct. You've done well there. Thank you. Uh, so the Cayman, new Cayman GTS 4.0 he's mentioned. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that obviously they've now ditched, theoretically, the four-cylinder, uh, which is kind of hilarious because I obviously owned it. So I owned quite a rare car. <laughs> well, it was a very good engine and it was very good for the non-enthusiast because it was very easy to drive and in the real world, it was faster. But you have to hand it to Porsche because they listen to their customers. Yeah. And when you say it was a good engine, I mean, 
I, I didn't like it. I never liked, I never bonded with that engine. It was unbelievably economic in terms of fuel. I mean, I did Barcelona to London on like one and a half tanks. But you're a petrol head, mate. So yeah. it wasn't good for you, but no. it's good for the everyday person that just wants to get in and drive. Uh, fine. Okay, sure. Maybe that's who buys Caymans is non Well, obviously not. It's petrol but, but that's yeah. what they tried to do, Porsche. They tried yeah. to release it to a, a another customer, mm. a different, you know, a Jag customer or, the, you know, that bought the two-litre F-Type or, you know, another... Uh, uh, and they tried to reach into other brands, but yeah. it, it hasn't worked. Hasn't so. worked. Um, which, you know, so as you say, great. They listened to the customer base and said, right, we've got to fix this, and they have done. So, bravo, Porsche. Uh, it doesn't make the, that car particularly attractive to me. I don't look at the Cayman GTS and go, oh, I want that. Mm. And it, weirdly, the same thing about the new GT4. Uh, it's cool, and the Boxer Spider's cool, but... For some reason, I don't look at it and go, oh, I really want one. Whilst when the previous generation came out, I was like, oh my God, that thing is amazing. And I feel like there was more hype around the previous generation the first too. First one though, wasn't it? it first, was first one, one, for sure. Yeah. But I just feel like the 718 came and maybe because they went with that four-cylinder first, just has just didn't have the same appeal as that previous generation. The, the, the appreciation isn't there as much, maybe, because I'm, I'm sure the new GT4 is better in every way than the previous one. Yeah. But I don't know why. I just I personally, I'm like, eh. but I just think that's new cars in general now, mate. I just think that people don't get as excited as they did four or five years ago. Because mm. don't forget, we spoke about this before. We've ridden a wave for three or four years, and now people are on the downturn a bit. And okay, it's another new car, and then there'll be another one next week. And then you know you can't keep up, mate, with these yeah. manufacturers. That's a good point. Okay, well, I think that's a lovely time to bring today's episode that was to quick. an end. Well, it wasn't. It was 50 minutes, mate. Really? Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh. We've kind of gone over. We like to usually sit around the 45-minute mark. Yeah. Good old morning commute average time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let us know, actually, by the way, when do you tend to listen to the podcast? I think we did that a few years ago. When do you when did you tune in? Do you listen to, on the way to work at the weekend with a cup of tea? Or uh, I don't know when you listen oh, to I it. Oh, I met a guy yeah. on the train the other day. Um, worked at Carwell. Oh, no way. Done all the video and stuff. Yeah, yeah, come oh, and say hello. Really man. nice chap. And uh, he said uh, he loves the podcast. Oh, Listen to him on his way to work. Do you remember his name? Uh, nope. Okay. No. Mr. Car- <laughs> Man Mr. from Carwell. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> um, and so, yes, as I say, once again, make sure to subscribe if you're watching us here on YouTube. Turn on notifications. Leave us a comment. Give us a like. And if you're listening on any audio platform, make sure to follow us. If you want to follow Tony, he is on Instagram. Go on. Give you uh, a handle, man. Tony. Tony. Gravelwood Car Sales. You got to get. Is better. it about you, right? You got to get better at that. Just, you, just yeah. search Gravelwood Car Sales. Just search Gravelwood. Yeah. No, just yeah, Tony Gravelwood. Yeah, and you yeah, follow yeah. the Tony one unless That's you it. want to see what cars he's got in stock. <laughs> anyway, we will catch up with you very very soon for another episode. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.